Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise Tim Allen on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. Good evening, I'm Bart Winkler in for Tim Allen. Well, double duty today, you find me during the mornings, 6 to 10 here on this very station, on your Odyssey app. The results, as Tim would say, not good. Brewers fall 2 to nothing to the Twins on a night where the Reds did pick up another victory. So if you're not yet willing to say the NL Central is over as I have been. The Reds gaining a game, still seven and a half. As you heard in that sports flash, two and a half up on the Padres. Very interesting stuff in the wild card for the Reds. Their season far from over. They're looking at the wild card spot right now. They're also still within striking distance of the Brewers with a month to go. We can. Still say that mathematically, it was the last time that the two teams played for the season yesterday, essentially splitting the season series. Brewers won up them by a game in the 19 games they played. So the Reds get a win tonight and the Brewers lose. Two to nothing, the final. The Twins, two runs in the first inning. That would be more than enough for them. Eight hits for the night, no errors. The Brewers scratch out five hits, no errors, but also no runs. I'm Bart Winkler. Again, Jeff Orlowski with us as well. You guys can chime in 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan, the Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by Great Lakes Dragaway. Brian Gorman is the name that you're, you're looking for. Brian Gorman was the umpire tonight. And while I don't like to blame officials or referees or umpires for losses, I never like to do that because there's so many other things that can happen. Brewers had a base and loaded situation in the fourth. I mean, they had their opportunities to score runs at, at different times. They got guys on base. This felt like a this felt like a April Brewers game where they get a decent pitching performance. And Lauer struggled early, but was able to keep things in check. Big spot for him. Bases were loaded in the second with one out, and he's able to get through the inning. Uh, with no runs on the board. 
but he did give up the two in the first, and that was enough. But it felt like it felt like an early season game where the Brewers will get a really good pitching performance and then nothing from their offense. So there there were opportunities. I, I hate to put it all on the umpire, but if you're mad at Brian Gorman, that's fine. He was a mess tonight. And this is the problem with, with umpiring in the strike zone. This is the problem with why baseball eventually at some point, I mean, it could be two years from now, it could be 30. But at some point, the way that balls and strikes are called is going to be, it's going to be different. Whether it's robot umps or automated or there's the technology to put like lasers to where the strike zone would be and then the umpire just has a, you know, thing in his back pocket that says strike or balls. It's going to be, they're going to be called different. This way of, of calling it this way is, it's, it's not long for the game. It's trending that way. They're adding it in, you know, the minor leagues. Baseball is such a weird sport right now too, because they've got instant replay. So, so much of the sport is video reviewed to the millisecond and the milliframe and a centimeter was the guys we can slow down the video enough to see if the guy's pinky was just off third base when he slid in and then we'll make a determination that way but then for balls and strikes the other huge component to this game it's just some imaginary box that one guy gets to choose from and he's not even looking at it at the way everyone else is he sees it from the other side so it's it's just weird how baseball has all these things that we will review down to the very, very most minute detail, and then balls and strikes are an umpire's discretion, which which again can still be fine. As you go through the course of a season, some guys you learn have different strike zones. Some guys, if the ball is a little lower at the edge of the strike zone, he'll give it to you. Or he won't. Some guys, you know, if it's a little outside, you might get a bigger strike zone, a wider strike zone. And as these players learn these umpires, they learn these guys' tendencies. So even at this point, that's fine. It's fine. Different guys, it's the same relative box. You know, it's knees and the lettering on the chest and a certain width. Will we figure it out? But everybody interprets it just a little bit different. Fine, fine. But if that's fine, if that's fine, you have an umpire who then doesn't have any direction of what he's doing. Yeah, if it's low, it's a because they were talking on the broadcast and I was watching uh, Bally Sports Wisconsin at home, obviously, on my TV, the only way that I can get it. Tried the computer the other night. Disaster. Tried it on my phone, Air 403. I don't even know what that means, but I guarantee that Bally Sports didn't just make up a number, that there are 400 and other two airs they have encountered because the app is such trash. Figure it out. It's September almost. Figure this thing out. Same with Brian Gorman. Figure it out. What, odd innings? We're going to not call low strikes? Even innings we are? I mean, what are we doing? So that's where I'm at, Jeff. I don't like, I don't like to, I don't like to like, oh, the ref costs us the game. I don't, I don't like to do that. But I do think baseball eventually, and maybe it's even, you know, in a different lifetime. Maybe we're not around to see it. Eventually, they're going to call balls and strikes different. But you can't have an umpire 
not have his own uh, awareness of what his strike zone is, and that was why the Brewers were so upset tonight. Lorenzo Cana in the ninth, Garcia getting tossed in the eighth. Yeah, you know, if you're going to – the only thing the players want is consistency, and obviously that was a problem tonight. It's been a problem all season long. I don't – I definitely do not want robo-umps or anything like that. Uh, These guys are the best in the world at their job. They're paid that way. You have to make the adjustment. If you're not getting the low strike, uh, Eric Lauer, quit trying to pound the bottom of the zone. Figure something else out. And a lot of the calls that Lauer didn't get, and it shouldn't go this way, but we know it, it does, is because the pineapple would be set up like low and inside and it's, you know, all the way on the opposite side of the zone that he's trying to nail because he's that far off with his pitches. When you're supposed to throw it low and inside and you're, you know, maybe peppering the outside corner, uh, it's hard to sit there and argue about it because you missed your pitch by so damn much. Yeah. Lauer, Lauer was struggling for a while and, him getting through that second inning was a miracle in and of itself. He's he's a guy that I think is going to be like fringe playoff roster. And I want to talk about some of that stuff coming up and Lauer's performance specifically. But you guys are free to, to chime in on Brian Gorman. That's the name we're looking at. Brian Gorman was your home plate umpire. Brewers lose 2-0. Bart Winkler, Jeff Orlowski, 414-799-1250. You could tweet us 12:50 a.m. The fan. It is a Friday night. We're feeling right. We're the strike zone is not tight. Jeff's eyes are so bright. I, I think Thank I'm tapped. At, yeah, I think I'm tapped at four. <laughs> 799-1250. We're talking Brewers Twins. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. 12.50 a.m. The fan from the Lakeland University Studios. Online learning in seven locations throughout the state. Learn on your terms. Lakeland.edu. I'm Bart Winkler in for Tim tonight. He will be back tomorrow. Jeff Orlowski in as well. And, of course, plenty of room for you. The play of the game tonight for the Brewers, I'll give it to Eric Lauer in the second. Bases were loaded with one out. Byron Buxton, who hadn't played for a couple of months, back for the Twins tonight. He walks, and then Polanco is at the plate. Strike three to Polanco. He got caught looking. He was guessing. It ended up being meat right down the middle. I mean, Polanco probably could have took that out for a grand slam. But Lauer went with the cutter, got the strikeout, then struck out Reifsnader, the next batter. So he gets out of the bases loaded jam. His base is loaded. One out. He gets out of it. And it remains 2 nothing. So, to keep the game within striking distance, play of the game for the Brewers, ABC Audio Video. Check them out. For the Twins, it was probably uh, Rife Center's first at bat. He slid into first on a play where he outran Lauer, and then Donaldson hit the home run. 
the next batter. So if Ref Snyder never gets to first, Donaldson never gets up, never cranks the two-run bomb, we could still be playing right now. We could still be playing this game. But 2 nothing the final. Looking at some of the other scores of interest across the league tonight, the Reds did beat the Marlins. So they're going to game a, uh, gain a game on the Brewers. That lead is down to seven and a half for the crew. The Braves beat the Giants six to five. There's some games going on now, including the White Sox and the Cubs. Cubs took a six nothing lead. It was then fourteen to six White Sox, and the Cubs have scored a bunch. So it's now fourteen ten, and that's in the bottom of the eighth. So interesting scores. Throughout the league, looks like the Yankees are going to win again. They're up 5 nothing in the sixth over Oakland. The Padres up on the Angels. They're chasing the Reds in that second wildcard spot. So a good night of baseball throughout the major leagues with some very interesting and compelling races as we get into the final month here of the season. Roger is in Cudahy. Roger, 414-799-1250. What's up, buddy? Well, uh, are you wearing your pajamas tonight? Uh, well, I am wearing clothes that I will end up sleeping in, so let's go with yes. Okay, yeah. Just That's a pair of athletic shorts and a long sleeve tee, if you must know. Well, okay, it sets the mode. Um, yeah, uh, you know, with this balls and strikes, uh, as I was, uh, mentioning, um, you know, for each player, there's going to have to be an adjustment anyways because they're different statures. What should be fixed is left to right, but given each player is a different height, right, there's going to have to be an adjustment, a setting of the line between the knees and whatever the top of the strike zone is. Now, uh, so... I don't know if it's going would completely eliminate um, the issue, but if I guess from a fan's point of view, if we could actually see it and uh, from pitch to pitch, I don't know if technology would allow to show it to the pitcher somehow. Um, that might be possible, so he'd have a look before you know, he, uh, each batter comes up, but, uh, there would be an adjustment, uh, top to bottom for each player. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't, Roger. Thanks for the call. Thanks for being with us. I don't want to go to robo umps. I don't want it to be automated. I, I don't want it to be, I don't want it to be changed, but it's kind of up to the umpires themselves. If they, if they want to quell the talk of robotic umpires, then call the games better I mean sometimes when you're an official when you're a player sometimes whenever you just you struggle and you have a bad night but you got to be aware of it and I wish the umpire would just like when when Avi's yelling at him I wish he would just say look I just can't figure it out tonight I'm doing the best I can I'm sorry but nobody will ever do that they got to be like ah, my calls you have the right call even though I it's just that kind of bravado we always do just admit that the, the guy can admit that he's struggling so these guys need to ump better to save themselves from the inevitability of some robotic situation. And also, I cannot get over that. I can't get over that in baseball. And sometimes I, you know, forget to think about it. But when I really do, half of the sport 
are plays that are very, very specifically reviewed. You must touch first. The ball must be in the glove. It's it's there's no black and white to it. And then the other half is, I don't know, uh, look like a ball. You you go from this is this is definite what it is. Half of the sport is that way. The other half is, well, that's what it looked like. I can't wrap my head around how that even exists. Well, it's so weird. That's like with the with the check swing. You know, uh, it's it's total block charge call in the NBA. It's a total 50-50 crap yeah. shoot. Half the time, you know, those guys are guessing, and so you know it is frustrating at that point. But, you know, for me, you know, I guess just being old school is why I'm against the robo-umps. But also, fans need to stop bitching. You know, baseball's not meant to be perfect. I think it's ridiculous that we have the reviews where, oh, did the guy's finger, you know, uh, elevate uh, a half a a centimeter off the bag while the guy was holding the tag on it? You know, that's not the spirit of what replay was supposed to be. It was supposed to be to correct the egregious calls. Now, we all love the mistakes in different sports. You know, the reason why everybody's uh, favorite, you know, golf tournament of the year is the U.S. Open is because it's so damn hard. These guys look like us weekend hacks. And so we like mistakes in certain parts of the game, but we don't like it in others. Yes, the strike zone today was all sorts of screwed up and just a total clown zone. But, you know, it, it's not supposed to be a perfect sport. There's a human element. Well, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, every sport has their, you know, their, like, like you mentioned, block charge. Basketball is block charge. But then we review things. Kevin Durant's toe is on the line. I mean, a lot of that gets reviewed, but a lot of that is arbitrary. And then with football, what's a catch? We don't know. Holding, that's called... But then the ball has to like just go over the end zone. Half of the spot, like every sport, half of it is exact science, and the other half is well, I don't know. Uh, sure, it's just it's just weird. And if you can be okay with that, it's because of consistency, and that's what we get back to with the umpire tonight. If you're gonna call holding, which is on every play in football, at least call it consistent, or or call it when it gets to a certain point. And so the players know what to expect in baseball tonight, especially the brewers at the plate. They had no idea what to expect with each and every pitch that they were facing. Granted, they didn't do enough on the uh, offensive side of things. Anyway, how much did that play into it? We do not know, but it was certainly, certainly something that did affect this game, at least uh, in a conversational uh, amount here tonight. 414-799-1250. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Jeff Orlowski. Eric Lauer on the mound was shaky early, did get better as the game went along, gave the Brewers what they needed to. What does the future look like for him on this team, specifically into October? And more from you guys coming up. Plus, we'll go inside the locker room, Craig Council and others. 799-1250 to reach us. It's a Friday night. We're here on The Fan. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan, call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250amthefan.
1250 AM, The Fan. Good evening. I'm Bart Winkler, Jeff Orlowski. I'm in for Tim Allen, who is out with the Kenosha Kingfish tonight in their home run derby. Tim was not in the derby, although maybe he ended up being. He was not scheduled to be. Maybe he ended up being, but his band was there. Do you remember the name of his band? I always forget it. Uh, I do not. (laughs) I do not. Tim Allen and the Quartets. Yeah. (laughs) I have no idea. Tim and the Rockers. Tim Allen and the Double Baggers. Tim Allen and the Pussycats. Tim and the Blue Hairs. Tim, Tim Allen and... The three other guys he wrestled from the corner bar he always sits at. Tim and the Whisker Biscuits. I like that one. Let's go with that one. Tim (laughs) Allen and what Jeff said. 799-1250-414-799-1250. Brewers lose tonight 2-0. The strike zone's in question here. Just because the umpire tonight, he didn't have control of his own strike zone. He was calling things low for a strike and then not for a strike and then for a strike. It's up to their discretion, but it's got to be consistent. I think most players will agree on that. It's got to be consistent if that's what you're going to do. They did not do it. So, unfortunately, the Brewers do lose 2 to nothing. Uh, Eric Lauer is on the hill for the Brewers tonight. And Lauer's one of these guys, because you look at the playoffs, and I'm trying to figure out what this playoff roster is going to look like as we go forward. Uh, will a guy on offense like Jackie Bradley Jr., is there a spot for him on the playoff roster. I don't think that there is going to be Bradley jr. Tonight comes in as a defensive replacement, but really just because Garcia was tossed Bradley jr. Has been starting about one game of series and then not even doing that. So I don't, I don't know that there's room for him on this postseason roster. I, I would be surprised actually, if he was at this point and then with the pitchers, especially the starters, you've got Woodruff and you've got Burns and Peralta. So you would think, you would think you go Woody, Burns, Peralta in some order games, one, two, three, toss Woodruff again in game five, if you can, you know, maybe six, but you want, you want Woody and Burns as much as you can get him Peralta too. So if you could go Woody, Burns, Peralta, a guy on that fourth day, and then Woody Burns Peralta again, because that's your strength is those three guys. That's why no one wants to face you. Who would you throw in game four? And then maybe let's say game five. You got Aaron Ashby. You could go with Eric Lauer, Adrian Hauser pitching tomorrow. You could double up on those guys, piggyback. Brett Anderson, who I spent most of the morning uh, ripping on. I can't, I can't do it with this guy. I can't do it with him. Okay, so obviously the big three are going to make it, and Hauser will be number four. So you got to make either Brett Anderson, Lauer, or Ashby a uh, a long guy. I don't want that to be Brett. Okay. Lauer's done it this year. Ashby's good. Hauser, you mentioned. Yeah, Hauser, I think, you know, he'll be a starter. So give him the start? Yeah. Do you agree with me they got to go Woody Burns Peralta game four and then Woody Burns Peralta again, or is that not enough rest? In in the first now that, series, that now, the, now game yeah the first series is a five gamer right so you go Woody Burns Peralta or whatever order probably a game four you'd want to pitch you'd want to pitch Hauser but then in game five you'd want to pitch Woody or Burns yep yeah you can't go Hauser four and then Lauer five oh God no 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 you would you wouldn't carry any more than four starters but you, you got to probably pick. can't go Woody Burns Peralta Woody Burns. 
No, not there's not enough off days in that quick five gamer. So, you know, they've got to sit there and use, you know, four starters in that one. But, uh, you know, you got to turn one of the other guys into a long man. Yeah. Because, then, you know, then who gets crunched is the question. Well, you know, I, they've got a few that that could and, you know, get taken out of the bullpen. So, you know, Sanchez isn't, uh, you know, lighting the world on fire or anything lately. But, you know, obviously, you know, you've got the guys that are totally going to make it out of the bullpen. You got Suter, you got Hader, you got Boxberger, Williams. You know, those are all guarantees. Cousins has earned it. So Strickland. Yeah, yeah, Hunter. So, you know, you got you know, you got a spot for a long man and uh, obviously you said not Anderson, so then you're, you know, kind of stuck well, with that. That's what I say because Anderson's going to go out there and then he'll allow he'll get behind an account 3-1 and he'll say I'm tired. Well, or whatever the hell he's been pulling. Well, you know, I can't remember the last time a starter, you know, you had Lauer tonight 102 pitches and uh, he threw 39 balls. That's a lot, man. Yeah. Yeah, Lauer, between Lauer, Anderson, Hauser, Ashby, you know, one of those guys is going to get crunched, if not two of them. So that's why these appearances for these guys are very important. And Lauer, give him credit. You know, he had a shaky first inning. These were long innings to start the game. These were long. I mean, by 8 o'clock tonight, 50 minutes in, we were still in the bottom of the second. These were long innings tonight especially when Lauer was out there because guys were working him and the pitch count was getting very very high it was I think 65 after three sounds about right he gave up the couple of runs in the first inning not good but then that second inning he loads the bases right away has the one out and is able to work his way out of it with a couple of strikeouts and then they didn't have a hit for the longest time again the twins so Hauser finishes four and two thirds gives up six six hits two earned runs strikes out six has the 102 pitches. Jake Cousins comes in inning in a third. Strickland with a scoreless inning. And then uh, Norris comes in and, and mops it up. Who Norris we haven't seen much of lately. But he comes in and and takes a takes an inning away from the rest of the guys. Albers gets the wins for the Twins. Five and a third. Just three hits allowed off of him with two strikeouts. And the Brewers do lose 2 nothing. 70 Eight and 51. So they were on pace for 99 wins for a while. I think we're down to about 96, 97, 96. Their career high wins in a season. I think a lot of us want them to break that benchmark. Get to 100 if you can. But if they, we were doing the math this morning on the show. I usually do the mornings here if you're uh, not familiar, just familiar with Tim's work. We're doing the math on the show. They'd have to have a better winning percentage the rest of the way than they had up to this point if they're going to reach the 100 win mark. So Brewers lose some interesting questions. Again, no real threats for the crew, except in that fourth inning they did load the bases. Jace Peterson puts one up the middle, off the mound, but then there's a guy there via the shift, and they can't get it done. Uh, not a ton of hits for the crew. Two for Colton Wong today. He's been very good as of late. Yelich extends his hitting streak. Kane is a hit. Telez is a hit. But then that's about it. Yeah, they call it five hits, but if we're being honest, it's only four because the first hit of the game that they got, I believe it was Colton Wong, was a bouncer to second. That was a com- obvious error, and they gave him a hit uh, on that one. So, you know, yes, the box score says five. In all reality, it was only four. 
try, not not to try to make you feel better or feel worse, Brewers Nation. I apologize. But, no, but uh, you are right. That I don't know how you call that a hit. Yeah, it wasn't. And uh, and Yelly got lucky extending his hitting streak because while that was a rocket shot right off the glove of the pitcher, if that got by the pitcher, there was a dude sitting right behind second base ready to scoop that bad boy up and throw him out at first. So. Not a offensive explosion, uh, to say the least, for the crew. It, uh, you know, it's rough. And you, you sit there and you've got one of these, uh, you know, lefty on the mound. And so then Omar sits and you just wonder if that would have made a difference having Omar's big bat in the lineup. Let's go to some of the tweets here. You guys can call in 414-799-1250. You can tweet us 1250 AM The Fan. Aaron says Brian Gorman needs his damn eyes checked. Last two innings have been abysmal. Think of any umpire you know. You only know the ones that are bad. <laughs> you know, Hernandez. You don't Joe know West. Yeah, you don't know any umpire for being good. No. You just when you know a guy's name is the umpire in baseball, it means they're bad. And so Brian Gorman now is a name that we're gonna say throughout the night. Ben says strike zone was awful, but so were the Brewers. Injuries or not, this team was lifeless against the dude who hasn't pitched in years and against the bad team in general. They were sleepwalking that entire game. Uh, Zach says, I think it's time to consider an electronic strike zone. I can't handle the umps continuing to blow games that don't matter if it's my favorite team or not. They've been brutal all year. Hard to get a timely hit when they're calling strikes nowhere near the zone. So when they chase out of the zone because players have to protect anything near close to a strike. So those are some tweets coming in. You guys upset about the strike zone, which is totally fair. And then also the Brewers themselves. Again, it felt like one of those games in the early part of the season. And they have not had a game like this, really. Yesterday, they just scratched the one run. But this was a game where you got a good pitching performance, eventually, at least on the scoreboard. And you just couldn't get any hits. You just couldn't get even the threats of any hits. Yeah, it was a good pitching performance, you know, it, when you look at the, at, at the box. I guess it could have been worse. That's why I can't, like, he was in such a rough spot where it could have been worse. But also, those runs probably don't happen in the first inning if he's able to get to that baseball. Well, that's true, you know, but they're lucky that, it, that they played the Twins because if they were playing a team that was any good tonight, you know, Lauer got to the point where he couldn't hit the strike zone unless he threw the ball right down the middle. And the Twins just kept missing it or popping it up. You know, it was just, it was crazy. There were so many balls straight down the middle that could have just been tattooed and, and launched out of that park that the Twins just missed. So, yeah, I give Lauer credit. He didn't have his A game. He struggled. Uh, he got in it himself in and out of trouble a lot. But, you know, he threw the ball right down the heart of that plate way too often tonight. Well, that's how he got out of the second inning is because he threw a uh, splitter and Polanco was waiting for something else. The ball was right down the middle for that second out of the second inning. The ball was right down the middle. And he guessed the wrong thing and Lauer got out of it. Otherwise, that would have been a grand slam. And suddenly it's six to nothing. Hey, what happened to the Twins, by the way? They're 56 and 72. I, I didn't think that they would recreate some of the magic they've had the last couple of years, but they shouldn't have been this bad. I know they made a few trades now at the deadline, but they've got an they've got a lineup 
that can pop. Buxton's been hurt the last couple of nights or months. He comes back tonight. But even still, they shouldn't be as bad as they've been throughout the season. I don't really know where they went wrong this year. Yeah, I'm not sure either. They've got a lot of interesting pieces. That Sano guy, you know, oh, my God, just huge. You could tell that he would hit the ball just a, a country mile. He's got the longest home run on the season this year when he launched one out of Fenway. But uh, well, he's he, only hitting two fifteen. I know, I know. They've got, you know, they've got some good pieces. I, you know, obviously, I don't follow Twins baseball, but uh, no, I wasn't. I was. I'd be stunned if you had the answer to my question. Oh no, but I, I agree with you. They should. Happened. They should be better than than what their record says. I, I just don't know. I know that they've struggled. I just I, I don't know the like the the precipice for what happened and why and and when things win haywire i got mlb network on out here craig kimbrell's trying to wrap things up for the white Sox against the cubs it's now 17 11 in that game so a little back and forth action in that game as the so uh, you're saying there's a chance well if you're a cubbies fan pipe bomb <laughs> kimbrell just threw into the backstop matt duffy needs to hit a six run uh home run here for them to have any chance he could do it <laughs> with uh, nobody on the base we're going to hear from Craig Council. We'll hear from Eric Lauer. We'll talk more with you guys about this. Look around the major leagues tonight. A lot of interesting games. A lot of really good games, good performances, and the playoff races are really getting, really getting interesting. So that and more to come. 414-799-1250. Hanging with you on a Friday night. You can tweet us, 1250 AM, the fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Twelve fifty AM the fan on Bart Winkler, Jeff Orlowski, 414-799-1250. Tim Allen back tomorrow. The results he would say not good. Two-nothing the final on a night where the Reds won. So the lead down to seven and a half. Craig Council afterwards looked like he was maybe attempting to get tossed when he was standing up for Avi Garcia, who did get very softly tossed. Brian Gorman, the umpire whose strike zone was all over, can't even toss a guy the right way. He did, he did it. He, I don't even think he did. Normally, you, don't you toss him with the right arm? He like just like threw out his left arm like he was almost going like, oh you, oh shucks. Normally you're like, out of here. But he was like, just leave. Craig Council did not get tossed. Quickly to the podium afterwards, here's the scoop from the skipper. I'm sorry about the feedback. There's fireworks going on out there. Yeah, so, um, no, I don't, I don't think, uh, you know, Albert surprised us with anything. He he just, he kind of got through the first, first uh, got through the lineup once relatively easy. And, you know, we really only had one rally against him. And, um, unfortunately, that ended up in a hard hit ball at somebody, but we didn't put enough pressure on him. Uh, throughout the night. 
Hey, Craig, it seemed like there was a lot of like hard, hard contact, but not. You know, I think you guys only had like five strikeouts for the first seven or something like that. Was that just one of those nights where it was that kind of luck for you guys? Or yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we we had some hard contact. We didn't drive anything, you know, with no no extra base hits really. Um, so, you know, we we did have some hard contact. It was spaced out, like I said, the the one. Um, an opportunity with a hard hit ball that, that would have scored two probably, but um, overall not enough, you know, not, not just against the starter. The Twins put a lot of pressure on Eric early. What did you think of how he was able to get through his night? Yeah, I mean, they, 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 you know, they swung the bats really well early. There was a bunch of hard contact. Um, Eric did a really nice job to get through the second inning. Um, you know, a big strikeout of Polanco and then a big, and then getting ref Snyder. So that was, he did a nice job there. We got probably put a little fortunate there and then, and then he, um, settled in pretty good. Um, but they made him work. His stuff was really good tonight. Fastball velocity was, was excellent. Probably maybe one of his best of the year. So, um, but they did a nice job with some balls at the top of the zone, and, and you know we left the they left the cutter to over a little bit over the plate to to a good hitter, and that cost us. But you know overall we we kept runs off the board. Greg, you said you said that they made him work a little bit. Uh, 102 pitches was a season high for him. I, is that just a good sign? You know, coming off his last two, where they've been a little bit shorter. Yeah, I mean Eric was. Um, you know, he, he was had a the COVID issue, so we, you know, protected him a little bit first time out. But uh, I, th I thought his stuff responded really well this time, and he pitched. I thought he felt fresh. Um, you know, that, that, they did a good job, like I said, with some balls up. But he's fully stretched out now, and um, you know, unfortunately, they just made him work, so he didn't get many outs with those uh, 100 pitches. Craig, that projection um, for Avi at the end of the game, was that kind of a culmination of the evening for you guys with the uh, home plate umpire? Well, I mean, it was, again, it was, um, it, it was just a big spot and a missed call. Um, so, that, you know, Avi was having a good at bat. He'd got the bat to three, two at that point. And, it, you know, there's frustration when you miss a call on, uh, uh, in a spot like that, um, and he, he missed one badly in the ninth inning again uh, against Lorenzo. So, you know, those when the the you know I don't think you expect umps to be perfect. I think as we get to the bigger spots, you expect the uh, we, we we hope that you know we we get real locked in for those spots. Not to put too much pressure on Willie, but is it going to be nice if you can get him back in there tomorrow to kind of lengthen out that lineup a little bit more? Yeah, we'll, we'll work Willie out tomorrow afternoon and then see how it goes and if it goes well, he'll be in the lineup. That's Craig council. Afterwards, your scoop from the skipper. And at the end there, Willie Adamas is going to get some work in and possibly, possibly be able to go tomorrow. Eduardo Escobar getting some pregame work in two uh, no timetable officially left on him. You know, those hamstrings, they could be anywhere from like a couple of days to a couple of months. So the fact that he's out there getting some work in, uh, definitely a positive sign. I don't need to tell you guys that. That is Craig Council after the game. You did hear the question about the strike zone. That's uh, 
classic press conference stuff where the thing that's on everybody's mind, you get all the other ones out of the way first. And then you ask him about the strike zone. And it was a big spot for Avi Garcia in the eighth inning. And it was a ball that was nowhere near the strike zone. It wasn't one of those borderline calls that's just on the fringe of the box there that they show. It was it was rough. It was rough throughout the night the way that the strike zone was being called. You could tweet us 1250 AM the fan. You can give us a shout 414-799-1250. Eric Lauer hitting the podium afterwards as well. He was your starting pitcher for the night. We will hear from him momentarily and take a look around the league as well. We'll get out to the phones, 414-799-1250. And again, you can tweet us, 1250 AM, the fan. I'm ready for Tony in Texas, but it sounds like he wants to chat Jeff Orlowski's ear off. Put him on hold so that I can put him on the phone. All right. Tony, I, I'm like I'm, I'm thinking about going to a commercial, but I see that you're on the phone, yet you're chatting off pipe bombs here. What's happening? Hey, Bart, I just got out of the Ranger game, and here's the observation I have. Why are the Astros in the American League and the Brewers are in the National League? Well, it's a question about 25 years too late, but I'm happy to entertain it. And then, well, you don't have to answer it. We'll keep it rhetorical. But the two funniest jerseys I saw today were a Roger Clemens Astros jersey, and then this is the kicker, a J.J. Watt Astros jersey. Wow, that is just lame. <laughs> Although I guess I would buy a Giannis Brewers jersey, so never mind. That, that, is, that is true. Well, I didn't watch any of the game, but I saw there was no hitting. So was this pitcher any good, or was it just the Brewers lack? What, what uh, he, was, he was good tonight, but the strike zone was all out of whack. Another the, bad umpire? Was he a younger umpire? No, he, he was old. His name was Brian Gorman, and he was and he wasn't consistent either. So some innings, if there was a low strike, he would call it, and then some innings he would not. So it was just it was a tough night at the plate for the Brewers hitting wise, but also you know the strike zone. I mean, you, you score, you get five hits, you have no runs. You can only blame the umpire so much, but he he was he was kind of a part of the equation tonight. Did, did anyone get run? Anyone get kicked out? Yeah, uh, your boy Avi Garcia, eighth inning. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, it was a limp-wristed uh, toss, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was not a manly uh, no. toss by Brian Gorman. No, no, no. We like manly things around here. Hey, Bart, your, uh, your, your, your core fan base, I don't think, was watching the game. Today. I heard Dave the wrestler had a big match. Mike the painter was there. Yeah, well, you know, you can't watch them all. There's 162 games. Can't watch them all. I know, I know. I've only been promoting this post-game show that I was doing it for four months. But, yeah, but then, the but then, I mean, this was a stinker of a game. Like, we probably should have did a five-minute post-game show and left. This game was this game was boring. It was, I mean, Brewers-Twins does nothing for anybody anymore. They call it the border battle, which drives me nuts. Because why don't we call Brewers-Twins, uh, tw- Tigers a border battle? They're on the border, technically. Why don't we call the Cubs or White Sox a border battle? You know why? Because it's stupid. In Minnesota, they love the phrase border battle every time they play Wisconsin. I don't like that we adapt it. I really, like, I'm not doing a bit. I really hate it. Plus, Wisconsin, the teams that we play are way on the other border. Milwaukee's way the hell over here. Green Bay's way over here. Twin Cities are on the border, so they're like, ah, border battle. What, are they playing lacrosse in Eau Claire? Nothing's over there. I think that's where your angst comes from. You went to school in lacrosse. Didn't you work out in lacrosse? 
Were you, did you go to school in La Crosse? I did. I went to University of Wisconsin, La Crosse, and then I, I worked there for three years after school. Yeah, I think that's where your angst comes from. Yeah, Minnesota drives me nuts. Well, that place I, sucks. I, yeah, it's I, not great. I agree with you. Why is it a border battle? But Hey, Tony, I, did you know that I had and once wore a Nolan Ryan Houston Astros jersey one time in my life? Really? I did. I wore it to game one of the World Series at Comiskey Park against the White Sox. So well, that was the only World Series game I've ever gone really? to. Really, I didn't in my know life. that. I didn't know that you were in a World Series game. Wow. Yeah, only game ever, uh, World Series game ever in my life, and uh, and I wore a Nolan Ryan Astros jersey. Well, was it the popsicle creamsicle color jersey? No, it wasn't. It was kind of a lame one, and it was it was funny because I was fatter than hell then, and this thing was like a a dress. Yeah, uh, I got it from my buddy, you know, it quote unquote fell off the back of the truck and uh <laughs> that thing definitely it was nowhere near fitting me. It was like a damn parachute, but uh you know, it pissed off the White Sox fans, so I loved it. Well, good for you, Pipe Bomb. I was wearing my baby blue Brewer Road jersey, so There you go. Fun. Represent. Was the game fun? Representing, yelling, go Brewers, and here we go, Brewers, during the Ranger chant. How's a, how's a Ranger uh, atmosphere? How's a Ranger? Uh, you know what? It's actually, it was actually pretty cool today. Yeah. Was, first of all, it was a good game, and it's a, dare I say, a border what battle? Border interstate rivalry? What yeah, well, uh, Texas, uh, Texas, Texas doesn't border itself, Tony. Well, that's true. But you know what they call the game? The battle for the silver boots. They actually play for a, a silver boot trophy. I like that. So the winner, whoever wins the series, gets the the silver boot, and they mm. get to keep it at their stadium. But I will say this. The Ranger ballpark is pretty sweet. My brother went to the game today, and he says this blows out Miller Park. Wow. That wow. must yeah. be impressive then. And, and you got the air conditioning cranked up. they got all the amenities, bars, restaurants, it, games for the kids. So Tony, is the boot hollowed out? So, like, if uh, if you win it, you can chug beers out of it? Yeah. Kind of like the Stanley Cup. I yeah. don't know, Pipe Bomb. You know, if if the Rangers did win that silver boot, they got nothing else to celebrate. So what? Why the hell not, right? Absolutely. So, well, gentlemen, it's been great to talk to you tonight. I'm sorry it was a stinker of a game, but you know what? 162, can't get them all. So uh, I'll talk to you Monday, Bart. We'll break down the Packers. and uh, Yeah, Jordan, yeah, Jordan Love tomorrow. Or break it down on Monday. Yeah, we'll break it down. All right. Talk to you later, Pipe Bomb. Talk to you later, Bart. Thanks, guys. Later, brother. See you, Tony. Right, bye. Tony, you should call in to uh, the Youth Sports Show tomorrow, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. with Mike McGivern. I'll be here uh, punching buttons on that one, too. Do you work from 9 to 12 tomorrow? I do, yeah. And we have someone else do 6 to 9? Yeah. Oh, that used to be a 6 to 12 shift. Yeah, well, you know, we're, we get soft in our old age here, Bart. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've never done the uh, cutting and uh, cutting edge outdoors show. That show is so much fun, but it is the best show on the station. And I do not say that uh, tongue in cheek. I mean it. It's so much fun. You know, you you Tomorrow sit there. At six. They they walk in and you know it's like ten to six, quarter to six. You get handed the music sheet for the day. You don't have no idea what to expect. Danny Bush usually picks the music could be all over the place, but. Uh, 
Uh, that that show is fun to do, and they get a surprising amount of phone calls for being uh, six a.m. on a Saturday morning when most of us are still drooling on the pillow. That phone is ringing. Well, that's that's the target audience. That's when everybody's out on the boat. Yeah, fishing. That's when everybody's getting ready. That's when they're getting their bait and tackle. That's when they're at the shops picking up the worms. That's how, when they're in the tree stands. How come you've never invited me out on your boat to go fishing, Bart? My boat? Yeah. I wish I had a boat. Do I, though? My wife wanted one for like a couple of years. I was just trying to wait her out because... You know, it sounds like so much fun having a boat, but it's so expensive. You know, upkeep is brutal and all that. What do you use it, five times a year? I don't even know if you use it that much. You know, so everybody I know that that had, well, my dad had one for a couple of years. And uh, he always wanted a sailboat. And then he got one, hated it. Yeah. And the thing just sat in our, in our uh, backyard and just rotted. Yeah, you got to lug the boat home and then the boat sits in your driveway and just sits there then you take it to the dock and then there's like the day that you want to go boating so does everyone else with a boat that ain't no fun no and you know the the glowing orb of death is out i worked on a boat you did i worked on uh i worked on the mississippi queen and i worked on the uh uh the island girl these were two boats in lacrosse. I was a waiter. Okay. So I was a waiter on the boat. I got fired because the owner of the company, we served him one night, and I went and got like a, a crest of water for his table. Uh-huh. And I didn't fill up the crest. The bartenders did. There was a dead bug at the bottom of it, so I had to go. That's unfortunate. Because yeah, I didn't spot him. But I, I worked on the boat. I, you know, I did all the tying up of the... The knots on the thing. The guy That's let me awesome. drive it one day down the Mississippi. Oh, well, yeah. Awesome. Your, your boy knows his way around to, uh, the port and the starboard. You're one hell of an outdoorsman. I did not know that about you. Yeah. The, the most outdoorsy thing I do is I uh, open the windows at night when I sleep. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, me too. I, uh, I, I do not like nature. No. Uh, I, I I vote for more pavement. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, oh God, I would save so much money if I paved my lawn. <laughs> I would never, I would never have to pay the landscapers. <laughs> oh, it'd be awesome. I know. I want grass. I want blacktop. I think is what I want. We'll hear from Eric Lauer. We'll take a look at what's going on in baseball tonight. A lot of interesting games. Some wrapping up as we speak. The uh, Astros won, by the way, as we mentioned that game. They. Beat Tony's Rangers 5-4. to four. Eric Lauer on the hill on the microphone next. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. pitches through four and two-thirds innings for Eric Lauer. Gave up two runs in the first. Loaded the bases in the second with one out. Got out of it. Quick third inning. But the pitch count went up and went up rapidly. On the hill tonight at the podium after the game. Eric, I think the, the 102 pitches um, was a 
most you've thrown with the Brewers? Just how are you feeling tonight? How do you think your stuff played? I feel really good, actually. I felt like uh, I felt strong throughout the whole outing. Uh, it's the best I've felt definitely since coming back. So um, I wasn't really concerned with the pitch count. I really wanted to try to keep going, get through that fifth inning there. Um, but no, I felt strong the whole time, and I was I was excited that I got to go that that deep. Eric, you um, topped out I think at ninety six with your four seamer, which is, is I think as high as you've thrown all, that all year. Uh, is that just a sign how how good you are feeling physically, and maybe does that surprise you a little bit coming back off COVID? Uh, I think, well, I think it was just a product of actually feeling like I had my legs back under me and felt like I had my timing back. Um, and like I said, I just, I just felt good. So I felt strong and I felt sturdy the whole time. Uh, but a couple issues with command a little bit and, uh, just battling some stuff kind of took me out of it a little earlier than I'd like to, but I definitely felt like I had enough gas and I felt like, uh, but like the pitch count really wasn't affecting me as much as it normally might. Eric, what about working your way out of that second inning jam? I think that was, uh, it was big. I think that was definitely a little bit of a turning point for me as far as really battling and um, just having the opportunity to feel like I, I worked through something there. I wasn't, putting myself in a good spot. They put some good swings on some good pitches. Um, I made some bad pitches, uh, walked some guys, but overall I, I was happy with the way I battled and I was happy with the way I was throwing the ball today. So uh, I, I don't like the result, but I think it's a step in the right direction. The home run with Donaldson, was it just a missed spot? Yeah, that, I mean, it was supposed to be more of a backdoor slider, but I got. I just yanked it a little bit, and that's happens to be right where he likes it. Did it feel you mentioned a little bit of control, but did it feel like they made you work a little bit more tonight? Yeah, they're. I mean, they're definitely. It's a good hitting team. They definitely uh, swing at strikes. They they see the ball well. They know the zone well. Um, I wasn't wasn't commanding all my pitches the way I normally like to, to be able to set guys up a little better. So I think they had a little bit more of an idea of what was coming that I would have liked them to. I, I don't think I really had them as off balance as I would have normally liked to just because obviously the command of certain pitches wasn't where it normally is. So I think, I think that was a big contributing factor. Eric, I know you didn't hit, obviously, but um, from what you saw of him, what, what did you think of Albers? And, and uh, you know, it looks like he's got a pretty incredible story, having not pitched in the majors uh, very frequently over the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, I heard it. it, it once I came out, I was able to kind of listen to the broadcast a little more. And I, it had been like a thousand games or a thousand days or something like ridiculous, a couple of years since he had actually started a game or pitched in a game or it was something like that. And then, I mean, he went out there and he did a really good job. I mean, he's obviously put in the work to come back. And I mean, it's, it's cool to see stories like that. It's cool to like recognize guys like that and see the, the work that they put in in the background to just to be able to play. 
That's Eric Lauer after the game. Eric Lauer again, tonight's pitcher of record for the Brewers, four and five on the season, the 102 pitches, the most that he has thrown as a Brewer. Two nothing the final. Twins beat Milwaukee. The Reds won. Good performance out of Wade Miley, the former Brewer. Six nothing there. Seven and a half game lead. The Reds have. I'm trying to figure out a way to say it because I screwed that up. The Reds are trailing. Brewers have the lead. Seven and a half games. Padres win tonight as they are chasing the Reds. So that lead in the wild card spot for the Reds for that second game is still at two. 17 to 13. White Sox over the Cubs. Don't make a football score joke. Those are never funny. Giants try to come back against the Braves. 6 5 the final. Atlanta beats San Francisco. The Yankees continue to win. Oakland making a little bit of a game of it. 5 2 right now in the ninth. 5 5 Seattle and Royals. They're tied in the seventh. Rockies up on the Dodgers. 3 2 in the eighth. All other games final, including a walk-off for the Phillies in the 11th against the Diamondbacks. Cardinals beat the Pirates 4-3. There's other scores in baseball. I'll let you check those out online if you're listening just for the scores. Uh, I, I I can't believe there's one single person that's listening right now and needs to know the Orioles race score. I have it here, but I'm not going to say it. True degenerate. I'm not going to say it. I I can easily say it. I have it right in front of me. I just don't think anyone needs to know. The person that would be listening just for that is one of us. A total degenerate. Yeah, and he already knows. So, we're good. I'm Bart. That's Jeff. Packers, Bills tomorrow at noon. Hello. You got a prediction? No. Bills are 10-point favorites. I predict they don't cover. Okay. That's my prediction. I'll predict they will just to go oppo. Oh, okay. All right. How much? Well, obviously you have to watch the game because you're a big name around here. Yeah. I plan on watching zero seconds. Well, uh, to your surprise, I am not going to watch much either. I'm going to a kid's birthday party. That's probably going to be more entertaining. Yeah. So I'd rather watch... Uh, I'd rather watch this little one-year-old open presents than watch the Packers play. Well, you know, that's a good thing. I want to watch Illinois, Nebraska is what I want to watch. I College football tomorrow. I'm watching college football. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Who you got in that one? Uh, me wasting my time watching Illinois, Nebraska. All right. That's probably the answer. Packers post game tomorrow, so if you don't watch it, uh, we'll have you covered. Brewers as well. I'm Bart. That's Jeff. Talk to you later. That's my sign-off. Sports. Baseball. Home runs. Doubles. Bases. Tobacco. Strike zone. Black Sox scandal. Cork bat. Trash keys.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.